This is Devin Song Reviews. I'm Devin. Musicians submit their songs to be reviewed through the submission form that is in the link tree in my bio. We listen to it here on the show live. I give a real-time reaction to what I'm hearing, and then I give a critique. We talk about some basic principles involved with recording, mixing, producing, songwriting, all those types of things. And then every week we have a musician spotlight. If I see some musicians or bands, especially here on TikTok and, and social media, if I see that they're doing some really cool stuff, if I see that they are sort of on their way up, I reach out and I ask them if they would want to come on the show and just kind of share their story for those that are watching. It's very entertaining because I love pop punk that this is pop punk PBS. A lot of the artists that I brought on have been pop punk bands. It just has worked out that way because that's my favorite type of music. Today we are going to have Friend Circle, which I am repping my new shirt that I got from them this week. They're going to be coming on today. So we do song reviews. We do a Q&A session where you get to ask some questions about some stuff and I'll answer them. And then we have a musician spotlight. This is a weekly show every Saturday from two to four central. We're here on TikTok live. The replays go up on YouTube and there is is now a Devin Song Reviews podcast. All these links are in my bio if you want to check it out. There is a Patreon if you'd like to help sponsor the show and keep this thing going and make it awesome. Starts out with just a general support as low as five bucks a month. If you are a musician or band, I've got spaces for two musicians or bands to have me sort of help with production, mix notes, things like that. So if any of that is interesting to you, you're having fun here and you want to support this in whatever way that you can, that would be fantastic and I would truly appreciate it. If you'd like to submit a song, you can do that. There's a form in the link tree in my bio. That is the only way that I will play a song on the show is if it's been submitted. Full-Time Fraud is here. Good to see you guys. If you like pop punk and you're not following Full-Time Fraud, which is FTF Band, go do that now because I need them to get to a thousand followers so that they can go live and be on the show. I don't know why they're not at a thousand followers yet because they are freaking awesome. Again, this is Devin Song Reviews. I am an independent musician here for independent musicians. If you're not an independent musician, this is a great place to check out new music before all of your friends have heard it so you can be the one that shows it to them and be like check out this band that i found we have a lot of fun here so buckle in as always grab you a cold one if you have the ability to and get ready for a good time so it is saturday july 9th of 2022 this is devin song reviews and we are going to get rocking and rolling by starting off with a song that was submitted a couple weeks ago and this is josh kane with a song called load up So super high energy to start off the song. Uh, definitely has some cool rock elements coming in. It's uh, it's it's heavy, but it's not overly heavy. Yeah, really good mix so far. Vocals are coming through very clean. Really good use of the uh, the double vocals. They're just slightly. Uh, I guess they're not too far away from the main vocal, but adding just a little bit more color to it. So it sounds like they're using a little bit more reverb or delay on the vocals here in the chorus. Pretty typical. Oh, 
Alright, so I was about to say that uh, so far the mix was very, very good on where the rhythm guitars were sitting. I know we talk a lot about rhythm guitars very often get pushed too, for, too far in the front. Um, they were doing a really great job, but when that lead guitar came in with that solo, uh, they did get in the way a little bit, and I think that lead needed to be um, turned up a little bit. Yeah, those drums are just absolutely mixed perfect. Just really driving the energy of this song. That was Josh Kane with a K. Josh K-A-I-N with a song called Load Up. Very nice rock sound. It was kind of heavy, but it wasn't overly heavy. Very, very much ready to go to radio. I think that a song like that would do very well on radio. It kind of fit between a few different genres, I think. So somebody's saying uh, Nickelback, how dare you? <laughs> but I get what you're saying. By Nickelback, what you're talking about is radio ready. A lot of people would really, really like to hear that. There wasn't anything EQ wise that I thought was out of place. I think the drums were mixed perfectly. I did think that the rhythm guitars were mixed perfectly until the lead came in and did a solo. And I wanted a little bit more of the solo. That was the only time that I heard the rhythm guitars really Really just hitting too hard. Either that was a issue with the production of the song and maybe those rhythm guitars could have been doing something a little lighter rather than the same riff that was already happening or it just needed to come down so that the lead guitar could take that time and just rock out. Bass sounded good. I didn't hear any low-end issues which is uh, really good for that style of music. Whoever mixed that song did a great job of it. It was a really good feel of a rock song so I really liked it. Hope y'all did too so if you like that that was josh kane with load up you should go check him out furious is here says uh, edited very nicely i do agree i think whoever produced and mixed that did awesome friend circle is here already hanging out said someone dubbed this song into a stranger things meme i'll be honest with you guys i'm not a stranger things fan i was eating up obi-wan kenobi while everybody was watching stranger things so i'll take your word for that chug boy official did say i'm getting nickelback vibes we talked about that that just means it was very commercial ready ready to go on radio and would do very well out in the popular music genre pop rock father fahrenheit said it's got a modern country vibe with a breaking benjamin sound i like it a lot absolutely that's what i was thinking too it had some country music vibe to it with more of a commercial rock sound so i think that's right on modern country with breaking benjamin mixed in i think that's a good mix i think you got that right friend circle says oh i love nickelback of course you do now everybody's saying they love nickelback so welcome to the nickelback fan club everybody papa squat says my belly button tastes like cashews how did you Find out what your belly button tastes like. Okay, with that, we are going to keep moving to the next song that was submitted this week uh, from an artist who has hung out with us multiple times. This is Garrett Duncan, and the song is called Fear. Let's give it a listen, and I'll let you know what I think. Okay, so y'all know the intro really just like it sets the table for what the song is going to be like. Really good, really good tone from the snare and the kick right here. Sounds good with that bass guitar. Okay, so first critique is we are now about 50 seconds into the song. I don't feel like it's gone anywhere yet, so we need to, we need to move it forward. Does anybody want to just bounce to this? Okay. 
so I feel like this would have been a really good uh, place to put like like good hold out some guitar strums just to fill up some of that space right there I don't think we I think we left a lot of open space right there for that to be the hook I like those whistles in the background. Those were those were done well. The vocals are sitting correctly in the mix. Sounds very clear. So we are bringing in some some harmonies. We're changing up the dynamics slightly. I just don't think it's enough of a change for the hook. bass line is really carrying the song throughout. Yeah, that sounded, uh, if any of y'all ever played Zombies Ate My Neighbors, that little background uh, sound reminds me of playing that. Are any of y'all old enough to remember that? Zombies Ate My Neighbors? solo enter guitar solo there please okay we didn't get one garrett duncan with his song called fear my biggest critique for that is a lack of better dynamics i don't think there was anything wrong with the song i think it was mixed very well the vocals came in fantastic instrumentation sounded good the little whistles in the background everything that was going on did serve its purpose the way that it should and it was mixed and put where it should be there wasn't enough movement throughout the song it was a very similar bass line carrying the theme of the song throughout i just wanted to hear it change up some more than it did that build up right there at the end would have been a perfect place to just throw in something but the song sounded good i don't have anything negative to say about the instrumentation everything worked together very well i think the vocals sat where they needed to i think the bass guitar was supposed to be the focus and therefore it was in a different situation i think the bass guitar would have been too far out in front i could still hear the kick and the snare coming through very well they just chose to have the bass guitar be the majority of the focus and so it did a great job of carrying the song just would have liked to see more of a dynamic movement it's still under four minutes if it was any longer than that i think it would have been too monotonous good song overall my biggest thing is going to be the dynamics i want the song to move somewhere i want it to have different parts i want Want the hook to be very memorable and to do that you really have to break it up and make it catchy it almost just kind of sounded a little too similar to the verses but everything else sounded really good so that is an artistic choice that was made there and it is not for me to tell you how to do a song i'm just telling you what i would have liked to hear friend circle said halloween vibes absolutely i was talking about zombies ate my neighbors i don't know if you all ever played that but that was one of the favorite games of mine as a kid panic at the disco and mcr vibes yeah i can i can definitely hear that a little bit like a little bit lighter version of those bands i think if it was a little bit more upbeat it definitely would have had that friend circle said sounds like misery by green day i don't remember specifically that song green day has like 220 something songs so don't come at me for not remembering one of them mason crows here said this reminds me of victor and the bully and correspondence i don't know any of those so again, I'll take your word for it. Furious Ed gives me CG5 vibes. I don't know who that is either. And full-time fraud band said cool vibes definitely needs some rhythmic variation though. And that's what I was talking about as far as dynamics. And then loaded diaper, which I can't get over that name. Chorus sounds good, kind of catchy. 
but I don't like the Halloween theme as much and that's okay. So yeah, that was, uh, that was Garrett Duncan who has hung out with us the last couple of weeks with a song called fear. All right, moving quickly. We are going to keep it going. This is a artist whose name is Lucas Jassic with a song called introverted. Check it out. So uh, we're going to have more of a laid back song this time. Stop mm. and think. You're in your head That's what we call uh, word painting right there when he said stop and then stop. Love it. Maybe then the oxygen will sink in. I feel my chest collapsing in. Bumps along my skin And my eyes won't stop Keeping me awake Now I have to go Go back home to hide alone Alright, although the lyrics the Are working really, really well With the guitar and the piano There is a slight variation Of the reverb Compared to what I'm hearing on the guitar I can't even stop I have to revert Back to the things I know and those I trust Cause I just can't seem to adjust To even the smallest of things So the spacing of the guitar sounds pretty good But I think it could be wider Cause now as we have some strings coming in If, uh, if you had doubled acoustic guitars and, and panned them Not all the way left and right But a little bit harder left and right you could have the uh, the piano kind of on one side and the strings on the now other just to fill up the space. I can't remember when I last day I should be eating barbecue, but instead it's visible. I'm so nice use skin, of some doubles. Like all the things I hide inside, things that to my soul are tied. It could be, should be, would be, has been all wrapped up inside my chest, collapsing in goosebumps along my skin. My eyes will stop keep me away. It's a very nice melody. Now I have to There's some low end that's creeping in that I can hear. And I think that's gonna be from the reverb of the guitars. And probably from the piano, because the piano chords are a little low. Back to the things I know those I trust because I just yeah, so those piano chords are bringing in some low end the smallest of things. I almost wonder if uh, that should have been done an octave higher the piano parts I think that would have made it different from the acoustic I think the uh, the chords are in the same range. Beautiful song, though. Not a big fan of that ending, but it's okay. Again, it's not my song. That was Lucas Jassic with Introverted. Very nice laid back song. Great use of acoustic guitar, pretty laid back vocals. That word painting is one of those things that really gets me going, where he started the song with stop and then stopped. That way, that is word painting, and that is a really cool thing in music, and I really like that a lot. He used that a couple of times throughout the song. I think the vocals were very clean, mixed very well, but like I said, there was a variation from the vocal reverb to what I was hearing from the guitar reverb. Just wasn't quite as cohesive as it could be. I think there was some spacing that could have been used. I think some panning could have been utilized to widen the sound. As the strings came in, I think that was the point where there was some 
some muddiness that I think comes from not EQing the reverb or having some of the different reverbs sort of going against each other. I talk a lot about wanting a song to sound like it's all the instruments are being played in the same room, whether that be in a big room, small room, concert venue, whatever that you want it to sound like. I want it to sound cohesive like it's in the same place. And you can really, really do that with the proper use of reverb. But when you use reverb, you need to EQ it, take out the low end, because as you bring in instruments that are using reverb, especially if it's different reverbs, they're going to start to attack each other and muddy things up. So I talked about piano and guitar being somewhat in the same range. And I think the piano should have been an octave higher, even though it, it laid that nice foundation with those chords from the piano to let the guitar sort of do the melody runs. They were competing with each other because they were in the same range. Take that piano, move it up an octave, and I bet you it would have been a little bit cleaner than it was. But anyways, that was Lucas Jassic with a song called Introverted. Furious said his voice is unique. I absolutely agree. Tyrell the chef said nice voice. I thought the voice was great as well. Chug Boy official said the guitar is beautiful. I thought so too. I think it could have been wider, but I think it was good. A lot of people are trying to join me right now. That's new. So this is another one from a artist that goes by lips as in uh, mouth, mouth lips, L-I-P-S with a song called Polaroid. Check it. It's gonna be the best Polaroid bitch Lately I don't know What to do with myself Maybe slim my throat Maybe fuck that shit Toss my life out the window Maybe I don't know Hope I die cause I've been through hell What am I supposed to do about that shit? Yeah, I don't know What am I supposed to do about that bitch? Yeah, so a lot of time in this really style of music I can't understand lyrics, and I love good lyrics. I, I, I really love when lyrics are well written. I can hear the lyrics very well with this, so he's done a great job with that. So obviously the low end and that bass is very, very heavy. Um, no surprise with this sort of genre. I don't think it's too muddy. I think it's pretty clean. Feels good. Cool. Uh, sounds like uh, either playing around with a formant or a vocoder. Making some cool vocal effects. Thought that was done well. Maybe fuck that shit. Toss my life out the window. Maybe I don't know. Hope I die cause I've been through hell. What am I supposed to do about that shit? Yeah, I don't know. What am I supposed to do about that bitch? Yeah, that guitar, or if it's a different instrument, it sounds like a guitar to me. Um, but the one that's carrying that melody, that's classic. That's that's what you do. We have some other um sound elements that are filling up some space in the background not getting in the way staying pretty clean I can I can appreciate the uh, you know you're not gonna tell me what I'm gonna do. All right, so long fade out. That's fine. I'd rather it be a longer fade out than too short. All right, so Lips is here. Good to see you, Ben. That was a great song. That was Lips with a song called Polaroid. Like I said, with that style of music, what I hear all the time is the rap is too mumbly. I can't understand the lyrics. The low end from the bass is way too heavy because they just want it to rattle your car when you're listening to it in the on your stereo. I have a neighbor who drives through at like midnight every night doing the same thing. It's very frustrating, so... I'm old. It's fine. But I didn't think that you did that. I thought you did a really good job of keeping everything clean. I think the low end served its purpose without getting too in the way. It sort of had some vibrations going on in my headphones, but it wasn't overdone. It felt really good. 
like literally felt because I could feel it vibrating in the headphones. I could understand your lyrics. Your vocals were mixed well. They were clean. I could understand what you were saying. The melody from that guitar, the melody that you use with that was just classic bedroom pop. It sounded really good. And then everything that you brought in in the background was spaced well. Again, didn't get in the way. That's what it is all about is whatever it is that you want the listener to focus on, you need to make sure that everything else that you add to your song is not getting in the way of that focus. So we heard a song before where the bass guitar was the focus. In this song, the low end bass is going to be a lot of the focus with that melody line carrying the theme. And so whatever you want somebody to focus on when they're listening, you got to make sure that everything else that you add is just in its place and not getting in the way of what you want people to hear. I thought you did a great job of that. That was a cool vibe. I will always say it. I don't really go out of my way to listen to that genre of music, but I'm always listening to all types of genres here. I like hearing a song like that that was done well because I've heard a lot that are not clean and not done well. Good job. And Lips Official Music is here in the chat. So wave at everybody. If y'all like that, go give him a follow and give him some support. Furious gave that a W, which I'm going to assume is for win. I don't know what you kids are doing these days. I don't know if that's what we're going with. Lips Official said, thank you very much. Well, thank you for submitting that song. That was really fun to listen to. I'm glad I got the chance to share it with everybody here. We got a couple of pop punk songs on their way. First up is a band or artist called Origami Swan. And the title of the song is Amphetamine. Like amphetamine, but you're being mean, not nice. It's these things that you have to read in the title that I can't, I don't know how to like explain it. It's Origami Swan is here. So this is you, you're up. This is uh, Origami Swan with Amphetamine. So I kind of like when songs just get to the point and they just get going like that. Alright, so what I'm hearing right now is that the vocals are too far out front. And we have those doubled a lot. And they're slightly off, which is kind of cool in a way because it is kind of pop punk to do that. The problem is the vocals are getting in the way of me hearing the, uh, the other instruments. That's a cool guitar riff. I want more of it. Bring it up. So listen right now to the difference in volume level between the vocals and the drum kit. That's that's a problem. You were mad about something there. Origami Swan, who is here in the chat, his song called Amphetamine. Really, really cool song. When I do reviews, three main things I'm listening to. One is the songwriting, the way that the song is put together, the lyrics, things like that. Two is going to be instrumentation, how well you recorded the instruments, how well they sound together, how good you are at your instrument. Third is more of the mix and, and mastering of the music and how it comes together. Talking about those three things, number one, the songwriting. I thought that was a really cool song. Classic punk vibe 
vibes to it. If you're going for pop punk, needs to be a little bit more polished than that. And there was a lot of room for things that could be polished up. It leaned more punk to me. And I thought the song itself was very punk and very cool. Instrumentation wise, the instruments sounded really good, but they were really hard to hear. So the biggest critique is going to basically all be about the mix and how the song was mixed together. Vocals were too far out front. The other instruments just weren't coming through like they needed to for me to be able to feel the energy of the song because it had a lot of energy. It was just hard to hear the things that we needed to hear for the energy to come through. The doubled vocals, they were very, again, leaning more towards the punk side of things, which is fine. If you want to clean that up and give it a little bit more polished, produced sound, you need to get those doubled vocals to line up better than they did. It's cool to have them as they were. And the farther you space them away from each other, as far as panning goes, the less it's going to be noticeable that they weren't lined up. So it's just a matter of what you were going for with that. I think there was a lot of improvement for polishing that mix up just to make it sound more pleasing to the ear from a mix perspective. Even if that's not what you're going for, we needed to get the energy from the drum kit because it sounded really good. It just wasn't there because of the way that things were mixed. Guitars sounded good too, but it was really hard to hear them. So it's literally just mixing stuff. I thought the song was great. I just think it's some mixing things that you can work on. That's what we are here to work on. We're going to have a Q&A in just a little bit. So if you have any questions that you want to dive into about what I just threw your way, let me know. Gray wants to skateboard in a mall listening to this. Now I've never seen Gray get on a skateboard. That would be fun. Sinclair said, I dig the voice, fits the music very well, but I'm struggling to hear the guitars. I mentioned that as well. My Scent Tropics says, I'm about it. You're right. The guitar should be up a bit more. Father Fahrenheit said, it's a really good song. Vocals almost sound like you recorded them over an imported track. Is that available on iTunes or just Spotify? He says it's on all platforms, so have at it, guys. There's more music to listen to, so check that out. Furious said it was catchy, so it sounds like everybody uh, enjoyed it, man. I think it's just a matter of some mixing things that you could work on. We're all somewhere different on our journey of learning how to mix music, so keep at it and let me know if I can help. Another pop punk one coming up, and this is from a band called Two Minutes Hate, and that is just one word, Two Minutes Hate. We're going back to the early 2000s, mid-2000s with the song title, where everything was just like, song titles just went on for days. So this is Two Minutes hate with it's not the fall that kills you it's the humiliation This is what I hear very, very common with this type of music is I think the rhythm guitars, although I really like what I'm hearing, it's just that uh, they're, they're very out front and, uh, and it's kind of forcing everything else to get pushed back. I think the vocals sound really good, but they are a little tinny, a little thin. The, the parts where the doubles come in really helps with that, but uh, it's still a little, little, little too thin. I almost feel like you need another vocal with a different melody happening right here. Like singing something different sort of in the background. I like her voice though. She has a really cool uh, sound to it. 
like it. So there's a little bit about what I was talking about. Having another vocal do something a little bit different. That was Two Minutes Hate with It's Not the Fall That Kills You, It's the Humiliation. And Two Minutes Hate Band is now in the chat throwing out some hearts. So good to see you. Thanks for hanging out with us and submitting that song. I love pop punk. That's a pretty cool sound. It's a little bit different than normal. I thought the vocals were really good. What I was talking about with them being a little too thin. I think overall the song had some EQ issues. Everything just sounded a little over compressed. What I was hearing had more to do with probably the way that the instruments were recorded. It sounds like the guitars were mic'd up from an amp. It doesn't sound as clean as a DI recording would. Correct me if I'm wrong on there, but that's what it sounded like to me. And because of that, the room noise was kind of coming through on a lot of that. It also came through on the vocals. So I think more of what I was hearing EQ wise was just the way it was recorded. You can't fix a bad recording. I don't think it was bad. Don't get me wrong. I just think that that was the point where you needed to work on is get better recordings. You can't outmix a bad recording. It makes it a whole lot more difficult. Mastering is easier if you get a good mix before you master it. Mixing is easier if you get good levels before you start mixing. Getting good levels and mixing is a whole lot easier if you get good recording. So it all just kind of goes back to get the recording as good as you possibly can. It's going to make the rest of the work that you have to do a whole lot easier. So in that case, it would have taken a lot of time to go in and fix some of the EQ issues that I was hearing that I think has more to do with room noise coming in through the mics. No, not everybody's going into a studio. Not everybody has home studios. I have a home studio and it's still, there's some sound treatment stuff that I'm still working on. You know, some people are throwing microphones in their coat closet. We're all looking for ways to get good recordings from home. You know, you just have to keep experimenting and learning how to get good recordings in your space. Instrument wise, I loved it. Love the song. You guys are awesome. Awesome guitar riffs. And that solo there at the end was just really, really cool. Mixing wise, I think the rhythm guitars, which is a common thread with this style of music were too far out front. When that happens, it feels good sort of, but what it does is it just gets in the way of everything else that needs to come through. If you're listening to the rhythm guitars and you really think they're perfect, you probably need to turn them down a little bit. The technique that I use all the time that I've talked about here, every time you add an instrument to your mix, turn your volume down really, really low on your monitors, your headphones. When it's really, really almost inaudible, you will hear what's sticking out in front of everything else. That will help you realize as you're adding instruments to your mix, where those layers are getting out of whack. 100% of the time what I do with rhythm guitars is I put them where I think they need to be, turn everything really, really low. That tells me if those rhythm guitars are sticking out too far. That's a good technique that you can use to make sure that they are not getting in front of everything else that you've got going on. Drums are going to be a lot of your energy. Don't ever lose those. Rhythm guitar is a lot of fun, but if rhythm guitar is taking up some of that space that the drums can do, you're going to lose some of your energy, even though it sounds pretty good. The harmonies and the doubles on the vocal sounded really good. Overall, the vocal sounded somewhat thin. What I would have tried with that, take another vocal that has a lower register and keep it quiet. Try to sing an octave lower, sing a whisper track, something along those lines, and then you can just bring it in slowly bring it in really low into the mix until it kind of fills up some of that space on the lower end. I do it all the time. Something I didn't learn right away. Don't limit yourself to how many doubles, triples, harmonies, whatever you can think of. If it makes the vocals sound better and, and fuller, give it a shot. It's pretty cool. Try some of those things out and you'll be all right. But everybody, that was two minutes hate with it's not the fall that kills you, it's the humiliation. Friend Circle said, very cool tune. Origami Swan says, got a double or triple mic the amps. If you're playing that way, got to have front and back and room per 
per layer. I don't think you have to experiment with mic placement. Where you put your microphones, if you got the capability to throw three mics around the amp, go for it. If you want to have a, a room mic for, for amps, try it out. Be careful with phasing, but experiment with how you like to do it. I like to do it with a 57 SM57 on my Marshall amp. That's all I do. I usually double it with a DI just so I can have more control over that clean channel. Usually mixing a live recording with a DI recording works out pretty good. That also gives you the ability to reamp, which I don't do very often because it's a lot more work. Having a clean recording means that you can you can reamp it and try different effects and different tones on your amp that you're putting it back through the amp to record. Lloyd Moon says, should hear vocals and snare first when turned down. I am always trying to listen for the snare and the kick. I do top down mixing and make sure that I can hear the drum kit as I add each layer. Two minutes, hate band said, cool, I'm the rhythm guitarist lead singer and I agree with with everything. Great. I'm glad you do. You don't have to take everything I say and be like, oh, that's 100% truth. I've just been doing it long enough to sort of learn the hard way, all these, all these little things. Furious says, Devin never lies. Why would I lie? I have no reason to lie to you guys. I'm doing this to be helpful. All right. So this song is from Jackson Cafferty and the song is called Waiting On. I thought that was Miley Cyrus for a second. That's some cool claps, I like that. This is a really cool song. I like it. That's a really cool tone from the drum set too. It goes really well with those claps. It's like the snare and the claps are kind of complementing each other. It's like the snare is a little little more loose than what you normally hear or like if you were miking the top and bottom of the snare we got a lot of the bottom mic coming through so those, those vocals are doubled if you listen very closely that's a good example of lining up your vocals well to where it just sounds more full than then straight up a double vocal. I like how it sounds like we're like at a we're at a concert listening to this with all the crowd noise and stuff and claps. Alright, let's do it again. Heck yeah. Short and sweet. Two minutes and 11 seconds. Y'all know how I feel about short songs. If you don't, I'll sum it up for you. I'm okay with songs being short as long as you are intentional about the time that you're using. I'd rather you make it short than prolong it because you think you're supposed to. You know, one of those songs that it's a short one, but I don't think any time was wasted and they were intentional about what they were doing with it. Very cool vibe. I mentioned the tone of the drum set complemented the claps very well. The way that reverb was used, everything sort of made me feel like I was there listening to this band playing this song on a stage in front of me they added a lot of like crowd noise in the background around me so it really made me feel like i was sitting there listening to it sounds like they have a bunch of fans that are clapping along with the song and you know cheering them on so that was a really cool unique thing that you don't hear very often the song was very upbeat very energetic the instruments sounded really good and they were mixed well the vocals sounded very full because of what i mentioned with the doubles almost don't even sound like doubles unless you are listening very intently like i am 
but the average listener is not even going to be able to notice that the vocals were doubled and that's a good way of of doubling your vocal it was lined up well but it wasn't exactly perfect so that it was still serving its purpose and it just widened up and filled up the vocal really really like that that was jackson cafferty with a song called waiting on if y'all don't know there are five different devon song reviews playlists every song that comes on this show will be on one of those playlists so all of these songs that you've heard will be on those playlists father fahrenheit said this track is fire mason crow said kind of like lovejoy very chill sinclair says i like the guitar tone I definitely agree with you, Sinclair. I really, really like that guitar tone. I like the drum tone. I like the vocal tone. Everything worked together very well. Sinclair also said, I like the ending going, let's do it again. I like when people leave in some of those things during the recording. I've heard a lot of people use laughter, some outtake stuff. A lot of emo bands like doing the whole walk-in thing and the plug-in to the amp thing. It's kind of overdone at this point, but yeah, something as simple as, hey, let's do it again, was probably something that wasn't meant to be in that song and a good producer decided to keep it in and it just brings a realness to the track that again that crowd noise did as well so i thought that was cool fury said nice mixing so again that was jackson cafferty with waiting on that brings us to our q a we're going to do a real quick q a before friend circle comes on for the musician spotlight so what questions do we have so slobber in my sleep said which is your least favorite guitar behind you i have an acoustic guitar i have my fat strat and i have what eventually will be my daughter's little short strat whatever it's called and then i have a ukulele so technically i have a couple of guitars yeah i have my fat strat and i have my acoustic they obviously serve different purposes i don't know i don't have a least favorite i have the guitars that serve their purpose i played a lot of coffee shops and small venues for a long time and that acoustic has been there for that here lately i've been playing uh, with my fat strat a whole lot more recording some more upbeat songs a lot more electric guitar being used so i don't know i guess if i had to pick one it would be the little you know pink kids little short strat because uh it's not really for me it's for my daughter when her hands get a little bit bigger sinclair says when should you layer guitar tracks i think every time is the answer maybe you can get away with not doubling a lead guitar but i do it anyways most of the time i at least do quadruple guitar i'm also using different chord voicings so it's not exactly the same you don't want four guitars being exactly the same unless it's just a really big song and needs a big guitar wall a lot of the times i will layer differently from a chord chorus, instrumental, bridge, etc. then verses. Whatever part of the song needs to be bigger, I always bring in another double layered guitar. The more that you bring in, the more phase issues you're going to have that can really screw up your recordings. Sinclair says favorite guitar body shape. Strat baby. I'm a Strat guy. All right, so that is going to bring us to a really cool part of the show, which is our musician spotlight here on Devon Song Reviews. So today we do have a band called Friend Circle that I am repping the coolest band shirt I've ever seen. I love this thing. I saw it a long time ago, and I'm so happy to finally have it. Friend Circle is one of those bands that I found randomly on TikTok. They had something go on with one of their shows, and they just made a video of like, oh, this sucks. You know, our, our show just got canceled. Popped up on my For You page. I was like, well, that's cool because I just saw this. I just checked it out. You got a new fan in me. It's a testament to how you can use social media to get your, your music out there. Just one random day on my For you page they pop up and i really enjoy their music when i started devon song reviews they were one of the first ones that submitted a song to be reviewed they were actually the second one that i did review was their song life of the party it's pretty cool that here we are almost 200 songs in and they were one of the first ones technically the second song that i reviewed and so i followed them along in their journey really enjoying catching some of their lives where they're performing checked out some more of their music friend circle has some really great music and it's very awesome pop punk if you like especially like I do that early 2000s blink sound mixed in with some Weezer. Friend Circle has been a great band and I've really enjoyed listening to them. I'm going to play Life of the Party and then uh, they're going to come on for the interview but I always like to give you the opportunity if you haven't heard of them before I want you to be able to hear them and then we're going to have them on. This is Friend Circle with Life of the Party. I feel Yeah. 
How you doing? What's up, brother? Man, I'm hanging out. I'm doing good. What's up with you? <laughs> uh, just living this crazy life day to day, you know. Really excited to have you on here. Are you going to be the only one today? Yes, it will be. Um, uh, my buddy. Well, never Zach, mind. He... Let's cancel this. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to dis disappoint you, but yeah, yeah. my other, uh, the other guy in the band, Zach, He's actually uh, on his way to Nashville as we speak. You just got me the drummer today, but I can answer every single question you got about friends, sir. You guys popped up on my For You page just randomly one day. One of your shows had gotten canceled. It was just a video of like, oh, this sucks. You know, we're in the van and, you know, our show just got canceled. And I was like, well, let me check these guys out. Just words of encouragement. Something good did come out of this. Okay. Like I just heard you and I'm really glad I did because you guys are really awesome. You guys are really killing it out there. And I love the music. Hey, we appreciate you, re you reviewing a uh, life of the party back then. And I'm, I'm trying to remember what show it was, honestly, that was canceled. We've had so many of them when we had our tour with our good buddies and goalkeeper a while back, uh, might've got canceled due to COVID because shows were loud, but you know, if you had one COVID case in your camp and you felt obligated to cancel it, so that's what we had to do. I don't know if you know of Blueprint. They are currently playing shows with Goalkeeper and uh, Good Hangs, who was here on the show a few weeks ago. They just had to cancel one of their shows because one of their members got COVID and they're trying to play it safe. And they were like, you know, it's the first show we've had to cancel since being a band. So. It's still the day and age that we're, we're in right now. And I mean, I'm grateful that shows are back and it seems like they're full force, but you just never know a pop-up case here and there. It may ruin a lot of things, but you just got to be grateful for what you can get. Not everybody knows who Friend Circle is. So uh, take a couple of minutes and introduce yourself. My name's uh, Aaron Smith. I am the drummer for the band Friend Circle. We are a pop punk band based out of uh, South Jersey. We've been a band about six years now and we've been grateful enough to enjoy what we're doing and have fun with it and yeah that's that the first question that i know is on everybody's minds it is pronounced friend circle it is spelled a little bit differently so what is it that you have against vowels <laughs> i don't think there was anything against having vowels in our name i think my buddy zach we played one or two shows with the full name friend circle Vows included. And I think he posted on his Instagram, F-R-N-D-C-R-C-L. I was like, that kind of looks cool, like aesthetically pleasing, like all capital letters and such. We honestly just stuck with it from there on out. We just rolled with it from there on. So you don't hate vowels. You just... Uh, no, you just nothing against cool. A-E-I-O-U. I love you. I mean... Sometimes, I, I, sometimes why, right? Yeah, sometimes why. What does that even mean, sometimes why? Like when? I, when? I mean... I never even heard why until later on, and I, I've never really included it. I just stick to the A-E-I-O-U. We ask the hard questions here on Devin Song Review, so <laughs> somebody Google it real quick. Let us yes, know. Yes, please. If it's sometimes why, when? You guys have been a band for a little while. How is it that you guys kind of found each other and formed this band? What was the process of getting the band together? Me and Zach, we were in community college together. I think we were in some science class. And you know, in school, you always have those icebreaker questions. Uh, what do you do? What's your major? And I think in my icebreaker, I said I play drums. And Zach happened to say he played guitar. And I think he pretty much scouted me out since then. I think it was his determination to get to know me or something. And we talked a little bit. We had some same interest in music and the pop punk scene. We just ended up jamming. He showed me some of his demos that he was working on. I was impressed. We started off that, just as me and Zach. Later down the road, we eventually added a guitarist and a bassist about a year or so later. Unfortunately, they're not part of the band anymore, but we've left on great terms. And as of right now, it's back to me and Zach. So we're just chilling as a two-piece. Still going at it full force. Proximity has a lot to do with bands getting together. If you can find somebody who has the same interests as you and play especially you drummers man y'all are not easy to find that's um, what i hear it's really hard to find people who have that common musical interest that vibe well together yeah that that's what i hear like drummers are the hardest to find me and zach we've built a connection over the last six years and somehow we vibe very well with creating music and bonding over it so i'm very grateful for it musicians have that moment where everything sort of falls into place and you're like this is why i'm doing it this is why i'm putting my heart and soul into music kind of describe a moment where 
you sort of realized that music is what you wanted to do? I mean, the way you, you asked that question, it's made me think like it's probably changed over the years on why I pursue music. I think it all started off when just watching my favorite bands perform, whether it's live or like I remember watching YouTube, you know, like tour vlogs, just seeing the, the day-to-day on-the-road lifestyle. I took a lot of enjoyment in that. As I actually got into a band, it came, oh, making music, jamming out with my friends. But then we've actually had some successful shows where I see people react positively to our songs, brings a smile to their face. They're they're enjoying it. They're singing along. I like seeing people have a good reaction to our music. I remember for the first time when I hear people singing some of the words to our songs, and I'm like, wow, that that's a feeling that I don't want to go away. There's something about when strangers are singing your song like that Mm -hmm. you wrote it's incredible it's one of those things if you haven't experienced that it's kind of hard to describe what that feels like that is a high i never want to go away that's the positive side of things right not everything's always positive so Mm -hmm. um i'm sure you have a bad experience maybe more so than just one getting canceled can you think of a experience from a show that was just like the worst experience you've ever had as a musician there's one in particular that comes to mind i think it was the fall of 2019 it was more so a local gig it was in the south jersey region where we're all from i'm not going to name any venues or anything like that we got to the venue and they assumed that we were just doing an acoustic performance when we told them we're a live band we don't really do acoustic so they hardly had any amps and they didn't even have a sound guy they called up a, a guy on the phone he came in he was rude and ignorant to us and the volumes were just all over the place we just sounded awful for that day we actually got into like a shouting argument practically with the sound guy like while we were on stage almost like we were finishing up a song there was just some backhanded comments from him towards us we we ended it. It was only like a 10 minute set overall. We bounced out of there as soon as possible. It was pretty rough that day. Just like in recording, if your music is not mixed well in a live setting, you can't sound good. Exactly. That was a rough day. Especially working in a band, you have a lot more instruments. You have a lot more gear that you have to worry about. Even from the stuff I've done solo, you don't think you need much for a coffee shop or like a a small bar or something. But it's like when you start realizing how much stuff you actually need, I've shown up to places where there's no PA system. And it's like, okay, I'm an acoustic act. What do you expect me to do? Like How is this supposed to work? You want me to just go sit on a chair somewhere and play? Like, I've got so much crap and equipment just sitting around because you never know what you're going to need. The bigger the band is, the more instruments, the more gear you've got, the harder it is to control that. You need somebody that has your interest in mind to make you sound good. And I bet that guy got called up and he was in the middle of of something a lot more fun than hanging out with Friend Circle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't put all the blame on the sound guy. I blame the venue as well because they weren't prepared properly for us. And it's, it's a shame that happen but it's in the past now you can't control anything now i think venues are going to have to appreciate musicians a lot more than they did in the past a lot of venues shut down and now Mm -hmm. i think bands kind of have the upper hand of like if you want us to come play you better have that sound engineer you better take care of us yeah you're exactly right i mean we don't expect the world but we expect something at least a decent sound performance and some appreciation For us, when you travel, when you go on tour and you're hitting up these places for the first time, you honestly don't know what to expect. You try to read reviews and try to get feedback from other bands that have been there, but you don't know until you actually perform and you get your own personal experience at that venue. And then they give you 15 minutes to get set up and do a sound check and then everybody's in there. So I hope that venues understand where they are now compared to where they were two years ago. There are so many venues that close their doors and they will not open again. Live music is happening again. Now venues have to truly understand that they've got to take care of their musicians because musicians have found other ways of doing this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many bands I paid 10, 15, 20 bucks to watch them do a live stream show. And I was like, this is kind of awesome. I can watch my favorite band play on, you know, my TV. Yeah, it's it's crazy like what the internet has changed over the years. And now they hardly do any touring. I think a lot of pop punk bands and rock bands, they do still tour, so to say. But you have a lot of pop artists and solo acts who just do live streams mm-hmm. and ticket that and make money off that. So I, I don't blame them, so to say. It's, it's rough going out on the road. There's definitely some cons to it. So I 
found you guys randomly one day on social media. And that's been the case with a lot of bands that I've been like this whole thing. Devin song reviews is all because of TikTok. just sitting here like, Hey, does anybody want their songs reviewed? And everybody's <laughs> like, yes, me, 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 me. Throughout this process, I found some really awesome up and coming bands. You guys being one of those just randomly on social media, what band have you discovered because of social media that you guys would want to go on tour with? Oh, that's a good question because there's a there's a ton of them. I think one lately that's come that comes to my mind now. Um, it's a band called Sharia Moore. They're actually based out of Baltimore, I believe. I think I discovered them through our band's Twitter account. You see people liking other tweets and just on your timeline. I think I saw them pop up. They eventually signed to I think Equal Vision Records. Checked out some of their music and I I like it a lot. And it's right in that pop punk realm. And they get a they get a little bit poppy too, kind of like a hip hoppy type groove. And yeah. Sharia Moore, based out of Baltimore, I think that's the one that I would love Friend Circle to go on tour with. We've been talking back and forth a little bit. Got the little care package, if you will. I had to order a sticker pack a yeah. while ago. Um, you can see behind me, you guys are on like every section at this point. <laughs> but I'd ordered this shirt because I had my eye on it for a while. I thought it, stylistically, it's the coolest band shirt I've ever seen. Y'all wrote a little note and said, you know, thanks for being patient. We've been working on some new music or we were in the studio. You guys are apparently in the studio working on some new music what can you tell us about what you're working on what can we get excited about what is next for friend circle it was actually about two weeks ago me and zach we went down to nashville to record with our good buddy tyler i think the studio is called hilson studio he just moved down there recently before he was local and we always recorded with him so he moved down there we essentially followed him to record some new tracks some of been processed a lot quicker than others and i think you'll probably hear some of those tunes in the next few months okay. definitely before the definitely before the year's over we have that in the works possibly a full-length album maybe at some point next year I'd, I'd hope definitely in between trying to plan some tours for the new year we're trying to do some rearranging and reestablishment now that it's just back to me and zach but it's a challenge we embrace and we're enjoying the process of it so how has the process been different this time around with just the two of you without the other two that were in the band with you i mean we've been Embrace this challenge, like I said, and I, I still lay down all my drum parts. Zach, he's a very talented musician. He did all the guitar parts, all the bass before we were dual vocalists, but now he will be taking the full 100% on of the vocals. He's the main lyricist in the band. I think these tunes are a lot better in a whole different direction of what Friend Circle has gone before. It's exciting to think about. I try not to give too. I'm trying to think about oh, what I'm, I I'm trying. I'm trying to pull you in and say things <laughs> you're not supposed to. I think we have a couple tunes to release before the end of this year. We're definitely planning a tour. Definitely hit up the Midwest and definitely get down south for 2023. That's I don't mind driving to Atlanta. I don't mind driving to Nashville. But dadgummit, I'm tired of Birmingham not bringing in awesome bands. We need to put some respect on Birmingham's name. If I can help out in any way getting you guys here, here, I will be happy to do that because I want to also get the chance to meet you guys. If you have to go to Atlanta or Nashville, I totally understand, but let's uh, let's try to get you to Birmingham. That's the goal. We'll make it a priority. I'm really excited to hear some new stuff. I'm not going to make you tell us anything you're not supposed to. We're going to go from dual vocals to one. It's going to be a little bit different from what we've heard, I assume, because it's relying on two people that's going to change the dynamic of things life of the party to complications where do we fall yeah uh life of the party has a lot of angst in it and a lot of aggression i, I don't want to be boring and say right in between but i mean we do have some poppiness that complications holds but there are like a good amount of tunes that we recorded recently that have a lot of angst and aggression. The difference is before it was our previous member where it was coming from, but now it's coming from Zach, which I think changes the whole dynamic of what the song is. It's it's 50-50. I don't want to be boring when okay. I say that, but That's it really fair. is. That's fair. There, there's, it's, it's a mix of both worlds, you know? I'll leave you alone about it. I won't push <laughs> you anymore. <laughs> I'm really curious. You're going to have to send me something, if, and I'll promise not to show anybody. Hey, well, All you'll right, definitely so, be the first ones we, we uh, hook something up with. I'm super excited for where you guys are going. I'm happy to be on board in any capacity that I can, even if it is just doing song reviews or having you guys come on the show. There's some cool things happening because of this show, but this show doesn't exist if people like you don't come on and be a part of it. Please don't overlook how thankful I am. And I know anybody watching is that you're even doing this. Some bands out there 
can't be bothered because they have better things to do. You guys seem like really cool people. The little interactions that we've had, I've been really impressed with how you guys handle yourself. Can't wait to uh, hear the new stuff and can't wait to possibly come support you guys out in a live setting. I appreciate all the support and trust me, we don't take anything for granted with these interviews or live streams or whatever it may be. We're grateful for every opportunity and we appreciate your support and support buying our merch. It, it definitely goes a long way and it helps us continue what we want to do. You know, you guys were one of the early ones on uh, Elder Emo Hours. That whole sandwich question continues on to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that question. That that was asked to us years ago, and I remember we brought that up to them. But yeah, we, we like the Elder Emo Hours. We, we enjoyed that episode, and we enjoyed I enjoyed doing this with you. They're great people over there. Anybody watching that doesn't know Elder Emo Hours, you can actually hear Friend Circle interview on uh, their podcast as well. We're trying to build a community with independent musicians and be supportive from where we are and what we can can do so if there's anything that i can do to help you y'all don't hesitate to ask for sure what do you want to say to anybody watching or listening to close us out i mean i would just like to say on behalf of the band itself we appreciate every opportunity that's given to us and every stream every shout out on social media we're very grateful for everything that we've received and our tenure as a band. You can follow us on all social media at Friend Circle. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, you know how that goes. And also friendcircle.com to find any merchandise. Hopefully we'll come to a city near you. We definitely have some new music on the way, so definitely stay tuned for that. You said Friend Circle a lot, so you need to make sure they understand that's F-R-E-D-C-R-C-L or exactly. Trust me. I mean, we could go on for an extra 20 minutes on how many times our name has been said on stage or from anyone, really, through interviews. We've gotten a whole bunch of different, you know, different variations of it. It may hold you back at times, but I also think (laughs) it makes you unique. And I think it Mm -hmm. makes you memorable. If your tagline is, we're friend circle, all caps, no vowels. I mean, it's kind of, it's memorable, right? I love seeing the behind the scenes and what you guys are up to. You know, it doesn't take too much time, but it is time out of your day. So thank you for being a part of this. And, no problem. Um, thank I you wish for having you, me. I wish you well. And, uh, and we will talk again for sure. All right. We'll be in touch. I appreciate it, Devin. All right, man. See you later. See ya.